If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallMAFS. You guys know I don't drink very much. So Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallMAFS so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Welcome to week eight. We are almost halfway through the season. I can't believe that. I feel like we just started watching. Wonderful. I'm glad we're halfway through. Okay. So, Tane, what happened on Couples Cam this week? On Couples Cam, um, I want to start by apologizing to Beth and Jamie first, because last episode I was heated because I thought, you know, her parents got that uh, tested positive for COVID-19 and they hopped on a plane and went back to California. But we got more context where they did get tested and they tested negative and decided to come back to California, except four days later, they say getting symptoms, they went to get tested again, and they tested positive. Okay. My apologize to them too. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, next week's preview, we find that they're telling the group that they tested positive. And I'm curious to see what Greg and Deanna is going to say or how they're going to react if they show anything at all, because when they were in North Carolina, they stopped by to visit them. So, yeah. I don't think you can get upset with people, right? I mean, you can, but what's the point? I don't think they did anything wrong. So, Well, I don't think they, they did anything wrong because, I mean, they willingly accepted them as guests and they were okay with it. I think more like if they're going to panic, like they're exposed or they're not. Because, I mean, if you're exposed, you kind of like just want to know. So you could not have any symptoms, but you could be, you know, spreading it. So I don't know. I'm just curious to see what their reaction is going to be since they were just in contact recently. So that was a highlight um, that I'm looking for next week and that was a highlight for this episode and this episode made it clear to me that I find Anthony and Ashley boring um 
they don't add anything to the show. They're literally always playing hide and seek, even if it's to <laughs> announce her pregnancy or something. This week it was a pregnancy pillow and, you know, figuring it out. And it seems so put on by the producer. I don't know. I think the producers are just coming up with things for them to do, but they're boring, but that's okay. You know, <laughs> they enjoy each other. Oh, and the other big thing was Austin decided to join the Coast Guard. Awesome. That's really interesting news for me. I have had a very long relationship with the United States Coast Guard. It's a great organization. Um, in my humble opinion, it's the best of the five military services. So good for Austin. <laughs> yeah. I, and and since he's joining, you know, I don't know what his career will look like or if he'll end up in the D.C. area. The Coast Guard is like the smallest organization ever. So maybe I will finally have an in to <laughs> one of these couples. <laughs> Let's see if he even makes it in. Because he was saying that he had to lose some weight and Jessica was training him. So... We'll see. But he comes from a military family. So he started it, though, with, oh, I was thinking about advancing my career and I want to do that. So good for him and good for Jessica. She's all in support of it. And I think the final thing is, like I mentioned, Jeffy's in New York with his um, family, with Laura. And he's talking to his brother about your situation. The brother is just like, I, it sounds like you guys are done. And Jeffy was not happy to hear that. He's like, oh, that sounds scary when my brother says it. But the brother also gave advice like, you know, you have to work at, at it. You have to take, it takes time. And I think he decided to, I don't know if it's exaggerated for the cameras because he was, um, I think they're staying in a hotel and he opened the bag that was packed by Shawnee's and saw a bedtime book that was Laura's favorite and also Jeffy's favorite. And he's like, these are the things that he loves about her, that she's so thoughtful and she does these things. So, I mean, I think they're just having a down. Every couple has ups and downs. So it's probably just a down. I think their history is what makes everyone an edge whenever they have a down, because it just always seems like, I think like Jeffy's a runner. <laughs> it's not for her patients. I don't, again, I always credit their being together to her patients. So yeah, so that was it. That was it for Couples Cam. Anything exciting and unfiltered? Unfiltered was a good episode. It was Woody, Bennett, and Karen. Bennett was in the same clown suit as last week. Mm-hmm. Woody was in a pale pink suit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Karen was in a beautiful pink dress. Jamie is still wearing this blue dress. I'm like, Jamie, <laughs> these producers have done you dirty. We can even see the cast members changing clothes, but week to week, you're still in the same dress. <laughs> Honey, don't let them do this to you. Go buy a new dress. <laughs> um, thoughts from all of them. Um, Bennett's demented giggling from last week was an inappropriate defense mechanism for tiredness. Oh, okay. I remember that that's, giggling. <laughs> that's how he described it. Okay. Um, they talked about visiting apartments, and Woody said that he was glad Imani had all these clothes because it means that she's prepared for all seasons. Oh my God, what a shallow guy. <laughs> okay, vain guy, not shallow. Boy, he was looking for a reason to compliment her, even for something that is not a bad or a good. He's just like, let me turn it into another reason why I think Amani is the greatest. Always putting on uh, a show. Karen said that Miles is a hoarder, <laughs> that he's a sentimental guy. He doesn't let go of things. Yeah. And then Woody said, that's why you get married, so your spouse can make you cleaner. And I was like, no, that's not actually why you get married, but go ahead. <laughs> And then Christine, they played the clip of Christina and Henry and um, their conversation where he called her high maintenance. And Karen said that she respected the honesty. Sometimes you don't hear what you want. And then Bennett said something that was like, I took it as a life lesson. Like it was real deep. He said, you know, words should help your partner or bring them joy. Classifying someone as high maintenance isn't going to help them. And he personally wouldn't have used those words. Uh, I mean... 
I see where he's coming from, but then how the heck do you give constructive criticism? But that's why he said help them or bring them joy. He didn't think calling someone high maintenance would help them. How do you tell someone that has high maintenance <laughs> to tone it down with a word they'll give? What? Christina could take a sweet word and turn it into sadness. <laughs> I mean, that's nice. I like the sentiment. It is a life hack. I don't know how realistic it is, but yeah, it's nice. And then Bennett said that he it took him a year and a half to build his tiny house with the help of a good friend. His thoughts on his tiny house is like not the space so much in the neighborhood. He said it's a tight-knit neighborhood and the loft is more in a business area. It's not really his vibe. Um, And he's looking forward to moving into a new spot with his wife. Jeez, the guy's just like a winner all around. He's a winner in some ways. I don't know about all of Woody's birthday is in November. So he was kind of hoping for a baby that was born around his per- birthday when he was doing those uh, shenanigans with Imani on the honeymoon. I just rolled my eyes. Whatever. Karen, they were talking about Karen. Have you and Miles talked about kids? And she said three years for kids, but maybe more like five or six. When you hear a woman say that, what are you, what are your thoughts? I'm just surprised she's actually thinking about kids with Miles. So that's a positive was, to me. But I was like, five or six years? Oh, she's 30, huh? I, I don't want to like throw that out there, but yeah, she's 30. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because I was about to say, I mean, she's young, she has time, but she's 30, and usually, you know, all these doctors put the fear of God in you, talking about a geriatric pregnancy. Huh, I don't know. Well, I, I was about to say, was that good or bad? I was. I thought the positive is that she's actually even saying stuff and talking about kids, but five, six years means you're delaying it as far as possible. Hopefully you forget you asked for kids, maybe. <laughs> Karen's just taking it slow to a whole new level with that. Three years, I'm like, okay, that's reasonable. But once we get to five or six, I'm like, Okay. But you know, we can't take anything, take everything with a grain of salt because every time I think of that, I think of Danielle from Dallas. I'm not going to be a stay at home mom. I don't want to have kids now. Look who's a stay at home mom. Look who has two kids. Look who got pregnant six months into the marriage. So, you know. Was it even six months? It was it even. So, you know, take everything with a grain of salt, like, you know. So they discussed Karen's fears about is is Miles just showing you the good part or whatever. And Woody is honest and says the first two weeks you are at your best and it's part of the process. He said he didn't show Imani his whole true self, so he didn't scare her. <laughs> and that it's a process of learning and understanding the person that you're with. So yeah, that was that was uh, unfiltered. Um, it was a good episode. Yeah, I mean your highlights. It sounds like a really good one. Like like you learned something from it. Entertaining. So maybe they're listening to us when we criticize it. So they're they're taking notes and coming up with something better. We'll take it. So on to this week, the couples begin their second week of marriage, try to adjust to life with their spouses, and each hold a housewarming party, and in some cases, ask for some worthless advice on married life from their friends. <laughs> How did you feel about the episode? Uh, things are getting a little bit repetitive. They're also filling in with flashbacks. I can't remember if they've done that in previous years. First off, they already, sh- like, they show the weddings at the beginning of every episode, right? Yeah. And then, now, in the middle of scenes, they're, like, flashing back to last week, which was not that long ago. So they are trying to turn certain people into villains and heroes, and maybe it's, like, the rebel in me, but I'm giving people a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And going back to how they showed the weddings in the beginning, 
Fun fact about how I watch Married at First Sight. The previously on Married at First Sight is so long. I just fast forward until I see the logos of the, the animation of the man and the woman. And then I start the episode. Like we said, the production has just been different this year. I liked the episode, but I don't know if I've ever been fully so aware of the themes. I mean, I know they've always had themes where they do the same thing every year. But it's really annoying this season because it's like watching someone do the same thing five times. Definitely. But I mean, you have to stick to it. And I guess thank you for the structure so we know what to expect. But it's so, I got tired of seeing tacos and game nights like five times. But we'll get into the episode and we will start differently this time. Not Amelia and Bennett, guys. We'll start with Olivia and Brett. Olivia is meeting up with her friend, uh, Rachel. I think they're having brunch or something and they're catching up. And it made me wonder, and Aid, you might know, when they catch up with their friends and like, how has it been since the wedding and all the questions, do you think they don't text their friends in between? No. <laughs> I'm like, I would have texted my friends a long time. I'm like, girl, I gotta go. <laughs> I do wonder, like, when they're picking who they're going to film with, do yeah. you pick your actual good fr- I'm sure you have a group or like a number because I feel like sometimes the B or C level friends might make it just because they're available when it's time yeah. to film. Yeah. Okay. So I just thought about it. I was like, either they know, but they're telling them, just act like you don't know, or it's like availability. I wonder which one it is. But anyway, she's catching her up, and she's telling her that the first four days were great. She tells her about the ratings argument. When they were talking about the finances, the red blotches came to play on her neck, and I could tell, like, she's still aggravated about that. (laughs) Poor girl. Like, Olivia has tensed up. I feel she loosened up. Like, those four days she was talking about when I said when I said she'd come around and I liked her and, you know. But I think she's back to her tense self. And her friend encourages her, you know, to stand her ground, that, you know, she likes nice things. She shouldn't be annoyed about that. What did you think about the advice? Was that part of the worthless advice you were talking about? Or was this actual... It was worthless advice. But <laughs> you're in an eight-week TV show. We already have all the experts telling you to give it eight weeks. Why do your friends need to chime in and say, you know, you should really just stick this out? Should you stick this out? We don't know. No, but her friend was telling her to stand her ground regarding the finance aspect. That was, and that's, okay. I, the reason why the advice was worthless is because... And this is just common whenever you're telling your friends about your relationship. Yeah. We are only hearing one side. So Olivia is saying things like, I don't want to be told that I can't buy what I want. Yeah. But she never said, but I'm willing to discuss purchases with Brett. Yeah. You're right. The one-sided thing you tell and, oh, well, they have that. I was just looking at their pancakes. That looks so good. I want to some of it. And then we switch to Brett and he's with his friend, Anthony, who I thought was so cute and who I said a prayer for. Like, thank God it was not one of his brothers. I don't want to see them. He's asking, you know, how was the honeymoon? Brett was such a dick at this meetup. His friend, Anthony, was asking, how was your honeymoon? Like, was it weird having a honeymoon with strangers and the other couples? And this asshole said, no, it's no worse (laughs) than being married to one. He was just not gracious at all. So he starts describing that Pastor Cal came by and then it was just basically a shit show. In fact, he called Pastor Cal a shit there. And it was just, um, and he said it was a dick move for him to get them to talk about every single problem all at once. Dude, and that was a lie. Yeah. Because that stuff had been discussed before Pastor Cal came. Yeah. He just brought up what it was and then they talked about it. But at some point when Brett was talking about all the things that she talked about, and then even if he still wanted to talk about it, it's an eight-week process you willingly signed up for. You don't have time. 
you have to start getting to the nitty-gritty, financials, children, politics, and stuff. I was going to ask you, do you think that those are the actual things they talked about, but they cut it out and just focused on the finances, or... Many, many seasons of watching Married at First Sight, they always very conveniently do not discuss any politics on camera. And there's no way, especially in this day and age, that people are not judging part of their compatibility based on their political beliefs. Yeah. So... Oh, and every time they say politics, I'm like, who is on what side? We're not going to talk about it. We are not going to talk about it. it. I saw a ring on his friend's finger. So I'm like, oh, okay. So he knows what it's like to be married. Is he going to give any advice or anything? But honestly, they started talking about Olivia's profession aid. I was heated. I was heated. They started talking about, he's he's like, oh, she's a nurse, right? And then he's like, yeah, she's a nurse. He completely turned into an asshole and was like, oh, she's a drug nurse. Like, oh, she can write prescriptions. Oh, I didn't even know what it was until I knew who she was. Oh, do you know what Nurse Jackie is? That's exactly what she is. Like, why does he always feel the extra need to go that far to put down Olivia, even when she's not there? And for those of you who have not seen Nurse Jackie, Nurse Jackie is a drug addict nurse. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so to compare your your wife to Nurse Jackie, Mm-mm, no. I'm, I mean, he already called her a drug nurse. Like, just made it sound like it was a dirty word or something. And then he said saying like, oh, he brings up the financial argument, and he's like, oh, because I live by a budget, because that's what reasonable people do. Like, what is wrong with this guy? Well, the whole thing about that's what reasonable people do. It actually nothing he said individually. All of it's bad, even when we quote it back, but. Everything that he said is said with such disdain. Yes, yes, it was. That's what makes everything 10 times worse. Sometimes he has a point, but he doesn't know how to make that point without sounding like you're the scum of the earth. And why are you even talking to me? And why am I even wasting my time talking about you? But except this is his wife. It's so crazy. His friend even tries to bring an opposite side like, hey, maybe you you live in the moment and you just try to do that. But he wasn't having any of it, any of it at all. So it's very confusing to me why you would meet up with your friend to just talk shit about your wife. Trash talk your wife. Like, and you know you're on camera. This is how bad he is. You can't even fake it. Like, just anyways. <laughs> so the friend tried to talk about fun. And even then, Brett then had to go, like, insert another dig and be like, well, having your net worth grow is super fun. Yeah. Uh, like, just any opportunity. Like, I, I don't even blame your friend on this one. This is not one where I'm like, your friend was egging you on. Yeah, and the thing about it is impressions matter. Perception is reality. They don't know. Like what you said, they're only taking, you know, what you say. So even if they meet her and have an opinion of her, they're not going to forget the things that you've said. And the way you talk about her. So why would you even want that for her as an impression that they have about her? It was just so baffling to me. This marriage is dead. It doesn't matter if it's married at first sight or real life. Once people start talking disdainfully and with no respect about their spouses, the marriage is over. Or it's just a terrible marriage. Those are your only two options. (laughs) You know where I stand. I said last week when he was like, we'll talk about this later. I'm like, he's out. (laughs) (laughs) So... We get a couple's, uh, not a couple's meetup. Um, Well, it kind of is, but the guys met separately from the girls. And I'll let A tell us about the guys' meetup. So the guys meet up, shoot some pool, talk to each other. First couple kind of discussed. Henry um, asked about Amelia and Bennett. And Bennett said that their major disagreement (laughs) is their taste in music. He likes (laughs) a couple of genres that she doesn't like. And I'm like, you guys don't have any real problems 
<laughs> and you could and Henry says in the interview, he's like, Oh, they, they're doing pretty good. <laughs> Brett once again takes an opportunity <laughs> to discuss money. This Woody said slow cook that shit about his spreadsheet. Which I think what he was trying to say is like, why are you starting this relationship talking about spreadsheets and budget? Is that yeah. how you took that? No, that's how I took it. He just meant like relax. Like you're gonna be different. <laughs> like just let it as you learn more about her, you learn more about you, then you know how you can merge it together. But don't throw that out her and just start saying, you know, can't have nice things and I can't do this and I can't afford it. Like, he just, because he, he's being extra, being so extra. <laughs> and then I loved how Bennett described him and Amelia's talk on money, which was, you support yourself, I support myself. We're good. I love it. Like, those are huge contrasts between Bennett's reaction and Brett's reaction. And they're kind of similar because both of them in the medical field. And he's probably even making more money than Bennett. He has a house, not a tiny house. <laughs> Woody's always here to commentate for us. Your wife makes more money than you. She likes nicer things, comes to grips with it. Yep. Short and sweet because I don't understand what really is going because that's the whole point of it. He has an issue with her making more money. It's not about vacations or five star accommodations or three star accommodations. It's just that you don't like it. And I love that Woody can see through that the same way that we can. But can you see, I noticed something that I didn't like is that Brett is always so condescending when he's talking to Olivia and all that. So even when Bennett was describing his reaction and stuff, he's not condescending to the men. Have you noticed that? He's condescending to her and I don't know if it's to all women because I haven't really seen him interact. I don't remember how he reacted at the ratings conversation but I was like, this was a perfect opportunity where if Olivia was saying the same thing as what Bennett is saying, he would have thrown in the dick. He had many, Bennett is fudder for a lot of days but he didn't say anything he was like oh yeah ha 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 and that was it so add misogynist to me Brett I don't like the guy so then Henry admits that he called Christina high maintenance (laughs) and Miles in a stand-up interview is like even if Karen was I wouldn't tell her and then they talked a little bit about Henry and Christina and the making a move and if I never have to hear that conversation again that would be great and Woody is like, she wants you to knock her socks off. Look at Woody trying to get Henry to like get on board here. That's a waste <laughs> of breath, man. He doesn't want to. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that Woody didn't clock, or maybe he did, and the producers are like, don't say it. But I feel like Woody and Amani would be clearly like, he doesn't like her. But oh, I'm they surprised know. Like, they, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think there's anybody who doesn't know that Henry is not attracted to her at this point? Christina doesn't know. Uh, you know? Do you think she. <laughs> Denial is a river in Egypt. Um, So the the same time the guys are meeting up, the girls are meeting up. And what's going on over there? As Bennett is talking nice, nice things about his wife, Amelia, Amelia is echoing the same thing. Like, even when they're separate, they're saying the same things. Because I remember even during the ratings conversation, they were saying the same thing. They gave each other the same ratings. So she's saying that he's nice. And once again, the moving comes up and she tells them about his tiny house, which I found hilarious because we literally just mentioned what would be the reactions of the other women last week if they one of their husbands were the ones that had a tiny house. And Amani actually says it's, it's cute, which I'm surprised about. But I guess it's one of those things where it's cute when it's happening to you and not me. <laughs> but she was all like, it's romantic and blah, blah, blah. But little Miss Christina 
Christina just really does herself no favors. And she's like, well, I mean, some would say Henry lives in a tiny house. Heifer, you don't have a house. (laughs) Oh, homeless girl is chiming in on other people's livings. I have learned since last week that it's pretty common, especially for junior flight attendants, to not really have a home, but to share a crash pad. Aid, I don't care. This girl never said that. She told this man that he lives in the whatever, whatever district. She didn't say I'm in a crack pad. She didn't say I'm sharing a house. She didn't. I don't care. So anyway, I didn't appreciate her statement about Henry lives in a tiny house. But anyways, um, Christina talks about always being the planner and the doer. And she says that it's a deal breaker. Now, I was with her. See, because of Christina's behavior, it's very easy to dismiss her um, her complaints. But I do think she has a valid complaint. It's exhausting. You feel like you're the only one in the relationship. To me, it tells me that he's not interested, but she said it's a deal breaker. I don't, I, that part I, I, I'm, I'm still unsure about, like, if it's a deal breaker, if it's something that could be worked on, I don't know. They bring up the intimacy part, and Amani tells her that she needs to do more. So that's why I asked you, do you think everyone knows that Henry's not into her, or are they just playing along because... They're playing along. I also okay. think, do you really think that it's a deal breaker that Henry doesn't do anything? Or do you think it's a deal breaker that Henry has zero interest in anything having to do with Christina? Honestly, I think she's misunderstood, but we'll get to it during her part. I can't even believe I'm saying that or defending her, but I think she has a valid point in what she is. But the thing is, it's valid because Henry is actually not doing these things because he doesn't like her. That is just the elephant that's in the room for everything. But, you know, we're all playing along. So I love, 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 love Karen's sweater. And I love a lot of things that Karen wears. Uh, I noticed also, but I love the sweater. She's wearing like a off the shoulder, um, chunky sweater. And it was multicolored, like a rainbow, like yellow, red. And it was just pretty. And Karen and Amelia break away, and then they're just talking about their man, and Karen tells Amelia that they have had their first kiss. And I'm like, wait, what? Did I miss it? But then it was a flashback. They decided to show it to us through a flashback, which is an interesting production choice. It wasn't like tongue or anything, but it was nice. Did you think it was nice? I thought it was nice, but... Yeah. Okay, so they ki- they probably kissed off camera. Then they whipped uh... out their personal camera, and they filmed a kiss. And then Karen says to Miles... Is that what you wanted? Is that a good thing to ask someone after you kissed them? Like, did you do it for work or did you do it because you wanted to kiss? Please, let us not rain on Moss Parade. He was so happy. <laughs> I'm just glad he, he got it and that was it. She tells Amelia that that was the first kiss, whether or not it's true. Maybe the first kiss on camera, we'll take it. And tells her that, you know, you're the first person I've told. And it was all cute all around. And that was all I had for the girls' meetup. When Amani said it's like the notebook, he can build you a house. And Amani says every girl wants a guy to build her a house. And that's not true. No, no, I don't. Because <laughs> you will be putting things in the wrong place. <laughs> so don't build me a house without talking to me first about how many bedrooms, where are the bathrooms, where is my pantry. Like, no. It's not even that. Like, you know how everybody has the things that gets them going for a guy and all that kind of stuff. I am impressed that he built a house. Like, but it's like, to me, it's just like, huh, that's nice. But for me, I'm not like, oh my God. It just does nothing to me. Yeah, you can build. I don't, it's just What do you want, a cookie? It's just not like, it's impressive, but doesn't make me go out. So, back to Olivia and Brett, and they're in the kitchen, and he's making some steaks because, you know, Brett is the one who cooks in the relationship. But I was going to ask, did you hear him say, hey, hon, when she walked into the kitchen? Nope. (laughs) 
because I was like, oh, that's nice, and I can never figure bread out. But okay, I I rewound twice, and I think I heard hey hon, but I'm not sure. So she asked, you know, while the steaks are cooking, she offers for them to go through some budgeting stuff, and. I thought that was a really cute moment, I guess, because he was accommodating and, you know, they were working well together and going through the budget. Did you you did? Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't like the way you said that. He called her budget in an interview, haphazard. And his description of haphazard is that there's places where she could tighten up a little. Then he lectured her about her spending. Then she tried to give him a compliment on the food. He once again made a joke that wasn't funny. I can't remember what he actually said, but it wasn't funny. I, I just mean the budgeting part when they were both going through that part. The interview part, she didn't hear. But that part where she was saying, I spent this. He goes, yep, I got it. Oh, who spells this? Oh, I got this right. And I, I just thought it was a nice moment. It so we're, we're grasping for straws. <laughs> did Brett go into that project as half of a partnership? Or did he go into it as like, here, let me help my future ex-wife with her finances before <laughs> we're done? <gasps> okay. You're right, because it, it also now that I'm thinking about it, it's not goodwill. It's 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 the space where he thinks I excel in this. Let me go show her something she doesn't know. There Did you a- hear a single discussion about like a joint view to finances when they were making her budget? No, there weren't. The only thing I took out of the budget, besides me thinking it was nice, so maybe I was just willing myself for it to be nice, <laughs> was. There was a part where she says her out-to-eat budget could now be entertainment since he's going to be the one cooking. And the entertainment doesn't have to be anything expensive. It could be going to the zoo. And to me, confirmed everything that I've been hearing her saying is like, it doesn't have to be expensive, but it's just, I just want to hang out with my husband. Every now and then I want expensive stuff, but just at least be open to it. But you're right. They didn't talk about <sighs> budgets and money. And it, was, and it was nothing about merging. His finances didn't come up. It was just her plugging in. Oh man, Aid, you took away this nice moment for me. Okay. That was that. It's now for the scene where they had game nights, just to put this out there. Each couple had the family and friends, you know, come over, merge together, and, you know, get to know their friends better. Most of them had tacos and games that I think the producers assigned that they looked up. I'm not quite sure. And I see Brett's brothers. I'm like, oh God. Oh God. Me too. But I I those siblings again. (laughs) They didn't feature heavily, so you know it it was digestible. But why was Brett? Was it wasn't a game? He was chugging at his beer so hard. They showed us that to remind us that Brett doesn't know how to handle his alcohol. (laughs) See, this is the problem with married at first sight. Everything has a meaning. You're just looking at something and you're like, wait, what does that mean? How does that play in the future? Something happened in the past. But yeah, he's talking to. Was he talking to his brothers or his friends? I forget. It was his friends, the same Anthony and somebody else. And he's like, he doesn't see differences, but he sees opportunities. Why is Brett always saying shit and trying to put sprinkles <laughs> on the shit he says? That is completely contradictory to what you told Anthony earlier. Olivia, she goes into the bedroom and she's talking to her aunt. Olivia's unhappy. Visibly, in all ways, you can see it. She's tense. She's just unhappy. Like I said, her jaw is in a hard line all the time now. She's telling her aunt how they're okay, but they don't do much. They stay home all the time and she can do that by herself and i feel for her because olivia has told us 101 times i wanted a partner to do things with (laughs) i have an active entertainment lifestyle and something they mentioned is that if they were to move to his house which she's already trying to like wrap her mind around possibly moving to his house she'll have a long commute because i forgot to point that out when she was 
you know, advocating for her house. Yeah. Do these people know what compromise means? Do the two of them ever talk about compromising? I don't think they're even willing to because if they liked each other, then maybe it's a conversation. But at this point, I think the thought process is why would I even want to do all this for someone I'm not even really sure, you know, that I like? Because when you're right, when she said it's not convenient, you know, for me to stay there. Um, I remember what you said about her where it's like, she doesn't want she wants a partner but she doesn't want her life to change so much but i think her aunt gave her like good advice like just take it day by day and see how it goes but the problem is it's harder when you don't like the person you know and this is what i mean by worthless advice <laughs> you guys are gonna take it day by day for what like, i understand sort of the sentiment of like okay don't to think too far in the future but you should only be in the moment if the moment is enjoyable. You guys yeah. don't even enjoy the moment. So how can yeah. you think about enjoying the future? Yeah, I agree. So next we had up Amani and Woody. So they wake up together in bed and they're all cute and cuddly. And then Woody offers to cook breakfast. So he goes in the kitchen. He makes a mimosa. He brings it to her while she's in the bathroom. Would you want someone to bring you a mimosa while you're in the bathroom? <laughs> No, I have a weird relationship with bathrooms. They disgust me. Then Amani comes out and Woody has flowers for her. And that he whipped out like... from the fridge. Did you see that? I did. And at oh. first I was like, why do you have flowers in the fridge? But that's what you do with fresh cut flowers. You usually would actually store them in a refrigerator. I did not know that. Okay, I take that back. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Um, and they talk, I mean, this is my thing about the two of them. They spend a lot of time talking about how much they like each other and how much fun they're having together, which is great. And Woody with his heart-shaped hands, which is the corniest thing in the world, but it's very cute. But this is not a conversation of substance. It's just, you know, we like each other. Cute romantic breakfast. Very nice. Do you have any more thoughts on the breakfast? Um, I really thought it was a nice gesture, to be honest. Like, it's so weird with Woody and Imani because I see Woody and I think he's a salesperson and he's doing the pitch. But at the same time, I appreciate the gestures this is doing because that is what you're supposed to do. Whether or not you're uh, you're cunning the girl or not, we'll find out for later. But in the moment, I appreciate the things that he does because it's nice everybody I, I read somewhere a long time ago that women want like men want respect and women want to feel safe and that's exactly what he's doing with Amani because Amani is getting really comfortable um with him so then they have their housewarming their friends come in you know after a certain point I started like paying attention to how people greeted their friends and it mm. was very warm and very genuine all of the greetings yeah um they played never have I ever and it was a little <laughs> risque um but they agreed that the loser would like they you know made little agreements and once again these two they're they're flirting they're even flirting while they're playing the game <laughs> but the part yeah. where we found out Woody has ghosted someone after having sex with them I was just looking at Amani's face but Amani had too she put her hand down for that too they both had that Oh, yeah, they that. both had. So no, she would. Please, anybody who doesn't think that Woody has ghosted someone after sex, go back to elementary school. You have to be naive not to think that. I mean, I'm not judging him or anything, but from what we know of Woody, that is not surprising. But she had to. <laughs> so then Woody goes outside with his friends, and he basically repeats, "You know, I really like her. Things are really good." Amani talks to his cousin and and her friends, and his co- her cousin says, "You know, quite plainly, the same thing that was said way back in like the first." <laughs> So, you know, Woody didn't appear like a person who's ready to be married. Um, his friends seemed surprised that they had sex. For those of you who had to pull out the calculator, if you didn't pull out your calculator, I did it for you. 98 hours is four days. So 
<laughs> so when he said it took 98 hours, it took four days for them to have sex. Remember, Woody is a math person. That's why yeah. he can do things like that. I feel like everybody has that friend who you could never imagine them married. But then some of them get married and don't really change their ways. But some people, it's <laughs> like they need the right person and it clicks and they're like the same person, but now like a committed series. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. But there's so many layers to that because it could be someone who just sees it as if I don't like it, I can get out of it. It's not a big deal. It could be someone who is just putting up a persona with their friends and stuff. People do that. And deep down, they're just a romantic and they just want to be with someone and are the the monogamous type of person. But people just never knew. And then it could be just a person change your life. Because he made a good point. What if he met someone that he didn't like? And that was the one where I was asking, where I was like, what would you have done, Woody? I want to know. We'll never know. <laughs> so, because yeah. I think Woody and Amani are on a really good track. I would like to see less of them talking about how much they like each other. So I'm yeah. waiting for them to kind of get a little bit deeper. Yeah. And Pastor Kyle gave them that advice last week. Great, great time for Woody and Amani this episode, though. Yeah, I liked how they're friends. Like, from the jump, though, they've always meshed well together. And they're very, very comfortable with each other. But it just surprised me that his friend, John, was just always surprised. He was just like, I can't believe he's married. Like, and he actually seems to be into it. And that's just crazy. <laughs> That just cracked me up. He said it more than once. But yeah, I, like their party was fun. Like I was watching the screen and it was just like, I liked it. I had a good time. It was just, and I wasn't even there, but I was just smiling <laughs> the entire time. So yeah, they're good. I really hope they keep it. I hope it's not a fake out. Same here. Same here. So after Armani and Woody, let's move on to Amelia and Bennett. Both Amelia and Bennett met up individually with a friend. Sydney, Amelia's friend, they talked about how Amelia left his tiny house. They talked about his jobs. I felt a little bit bad about calling him unemployed last week. It appears that he just has a lot of jobs. I don't know how much money he makes with them, but he has a lot of jobs. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they bring up the moving thing and Amelia talks about how he has a lot of friends and moving would be hard for him. Um, but she really talks him up. She's like, he's just such a good and supportive husband. And, uh, and then Bennett meets up with his friend Miranda. Um, and his friend mentions that she doesn't come to this side of town very often, which makes sense based on what he said in Unfiltered about, you know, where the loft is, is not his usual hood. Mm-hmm. Um, he describes the wedding as funny and strange. Um, he wanted his friends to know, like, these are genuine feelings that he's feeling and he's really into her. I love that he said that they're staying up late to talk. Mm-hmm. I hope she's staying awake while they're talking. <laughs> and he tells her she's applying for residencies and i was very excited to find out that it's going to be in two and a half weeks where we find out where she's matched um and he says that he's open to the idea of following her which is actually a little bit of a step forward from even where we were last week yep Um, as a person who like has had many a friend just you know abandon and ditch me (laughs) uh walking to dc for like other cities i've never been so invested in where people move like you just say oh i'm sad you're leaving yeah and you get planning you go visit them so her his friend's feelings about how dare he leave that was a bit much for me what do you think um yeah strong feelings i'm like who is this hater you weren't even at the wedding why were you not at the wedding that's a whole different thing but then he definitively said i'm open i'm very serious and there's real potential in my marriage and this girl still 
ask her, and I hate it that she asked him, I don't know where Bennett stands. Does he think it's a fun, crazy adventure, or is he thinking about the rest of his life? Can you listen to what he said? I don't think he can get any stronger than what he said. And I don't like that she was centering it on herself and her feelings. It's about your friend, right? He has to progress in life. Like, changes happen. We don't like it, but we adjust. So, I didn't like she that at all. wasn't a good look. So yeah. then they have their housewarming. I just, I'm so entertained by these two. So they're like, okay, we're having our housewarming. And I'm like, what are these people doing on the floor? And then they're like, oh, we're going to paint a mural as part of the housewarming. We're going to have all of our uh, creative friends paint on the mural. Um, It's so fun. They did not have tacos. They had a big box of vegetarian pad thai. Lo mein. Yeah. It was just making me laugh. I don't know. It was just like a big um, cauldron of soup. It wasn't. Is everybody ready? So we got guys. So if you don't like it, aid, I will tell you, like what you just said, as their friends that are rolling in, I just realized that they make me happy. Like their weird combination of friends. Someone rolled in in a multicolored shirt of trying to know. Someone had glitter in their hair. <laughs> They're just so happy. And you know what? I can't wait to see them on couples cam. I'm ready. <laughs> like I, they just make me happy. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> So they're talking to friends and Bennett goes outside. Bennett actually says that he sees the good in Married at First Sight for himself personally. Uh And that is such a different spin from what people are normally saying. Have you ever heard someone say, as a person, I'm particularly suited to marrying someone at first sight? (laughs) No, Bennett is a special guy. He's a special guy. No, I've I've really enjoyed that. That's a good Mm self-reflection. And then Bennett, her best guy friend, is out there and he just loves Bennett. And he like... And you could tell it wasn't a planned conversation. Like, he came in from outside and Amelia was doing something in the room. The cameras weren't ready to capture that. And he just wants to tell her how wonderful he thinks Bennett is. He couldn't stop. He was gushing. And then she tells him she feels like she can be herself. And that thing with the blanket. So she was sitting on the bed and there was a blanket on the bed. And she goes, this is his blanket. And even her friend was like... That looks like a blanket you could have. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and then, you know, they had another scene at the end where the, the mural was completed and dried. And it was really cute. It was. They were singing. Was it the Star Wars? What were they singing? They were singing something. I can't remember. Together. I just had a whole discussion with someone this week about how we're the only two people we've ever met who've never seen a single Star Wars movie. Oh, I have. I've seen one. I haven't seen a one. Why did you think I hadn't seen one? <laughs> My point being, if they were humming Star Wars, I would know it because I was. <laughs> oh, sorry, not me. You and somebody else. Oh, my bad. Um, did you have any other thoughts on Amelia Bennett? Yes, one last thought on Bennett. When he was talking with the friends, that same part where you were talking about, you know, Marina First Sight was for him. He says, "In the past, I have curated myself, and with this, I have thrown myself, and I am committed." I like that we learn something new about Bennett every week. You know how you're saying Woody and Amani don't really talk deep, and every week Bennett gives us something that reveals something about himself. I truly, truly appreciate that. So it's all butterflies and rainbows for these two. They're going to keep on trying to make a fight about this moving thing, but it's not a fight. Then it's going to move wherever she goes. Match match day is coming soon. We'll know, and then they'll have to decide. So can we move on on to Karen and Miles? It was very promising because... 
they open up the scene and Karen seems very comfortable and she's all smiley. And Miles has really taken his homework from Pastor Cal really seriously. He sits down and he brings up that he feels that what he needs is better communication on how they're feeling. I do like the fact that he gave a specific example because sometimes people say things and it could be general and it could be vague and it's like, uh, you know, what do you mean? And he gave the example of when Pastor Cal asked him if she found him attractive and she just said, yeah, God, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> this just hurt my soul as I said that but yeah he goes on and he explains was like yeah I can mean a lot of things I don't know what that means he tells us that words of affirmation is important to him I wish he was that specific with her and told her that but I think he did enough you know to tell her like I think the way she interpreted it too I don't know if that's exactly what he meant was that he wanted more compliment do you think it was about that means the same thing like saying you want words of affirmation is the same as I want compliment or he wants to understand more of what she's I don't think words of affirmation is 100% about compliments. Yeah. In terms of like, well, I guess I'm thinking more like, not in terms of physical compliments, but even like thank yous or appreciations or like, I appreciate this character trait of yours. I appreciate this thing you do. I think that's more, even more than like, I think you're cute. I think that's more what he's looking for. Yeah, I think that's why I wish he had told the words of affirmation. But either way, I think Karen took it very well. I think she appreciated that. And she says it's an area of opportunity for me. And she did give him a word of affirmation when she said, I appreciate your patience. And in general, say it with me, Aid, I move slow. And he mentions that, you know, they haven't, no, she mentions that they haven't shared a kiss, but she's open. But at the same time, she wouldn't initiate. And at the same time, he's respectful. So it's all a muddle of everyone just hesitating, but she does recognize that they're married. And Miles cutely says, my lips are always available whenever you are. I was just annoyed by the kiss conversation. I was like, okay, so let me get this straight. You would like to be kissed and you would like to kiss him. I, I don't know. Why don't you guys just, I don't, maybe you should just kiss. <laughs> just do it. Like don't For all the time you spent talking about it. Just do it. Just do it. I don't. You know, humans can complicate things. Like you would think that she was asking for a slice of his lip. Like just put your two lips together. <laughs> so. Anyways, when Karen tells us that they're having their housewarming party, and I think you may have heard, I heard this in something else I was listening to. Can you have a housewarming for a rental? Yes. Oh, I didn't but, know. You know, like, oh, there's no explanation. I'm just like straight, yes. <laughs> if you move into a house, you can have a housewarming. Whether you're going to be there for six months, a year, eight weeks is a bit of a stretch. But, <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to something and they were like, can you have a housewarming for a rental? And I was like, wait, I never thought about it. You just have housewarming. You want the gifts. None of them brought gifts, by the way. They can have it when they have their real houses. But um, her friend pulls Miles by the side and grills him about Karen having stressors and what is he doing to help. And I was about to throw hands because I was like, again, we're talking about how Miles is accommodating Karen. But, you know, he, he I have it in all caps. I am <laughs> tired of this shit. <laughs> I don't want to hear one more word about. And I just cannot, I'm getting really annoyed with the other people who feel the need to weigh in on this. Oh, Karen has a stressful job. What do you do for her? Is that not between, I get it, it's a TV show. But I just, does Karen just have all these people in her life to chase Miles down, to tell him that he needs, I'm so tired of it. I know, because to me, she has a stressful job. I would ask him, oh, do you have a stressful job too? How do you guys manage? Almost like there's one person in the relationship, but... He answers, you know, he takes it in stride. He's like, he does things, you know, to help her, helping her with her car and all that kind of stuff. And the friend is good and she likes it. And then we find out that Karen likes to be the submissive woman. I shouldn't say it this way, the way I'm saying it. She has a right 
wants to be submissive. She wants him to take the lead. Oh God, Christina, thanks. But that's what she said. And the thing is, this is the thing about wanting someone to take the lead. Miles is much closer to getting ready to take the lead. (laughs) Uh, You can have expectations for people. They might be met. Oh, they might not. But um, Karen has a conversation with Miles' sister, who I think is so pretty. Me too. She's so, so pretty. But um, Karen tells her that this is her, I don't know, her line that she keeps repeating, that she's ready for him to go to work so she can see the real him. And the sister's like, um, this might not go away because this is who Miles is. Why does Karen want him to be so bad? Like, why does she even think? Because work is stressful for her. She thinks work is going to change him or I, does she know people are different? I really appreciated his sister. Yes, I, I did. I mean, you can't always trust sisters. But this one seemed to be a, a... She said it. He's a real one. Yes, yes. She said, I know and we I don't know she, each other. But yeah, he's a real one. Yeah. And I think she gave Karen a little bit of confidence to go forward with. Yeah. And, but she also gave insights, which I think we all know that, where it's like, honestly, that she doesn't know if... She, I guess she's the only one also thinking of Miles' part, where she's like... You could put anyone in front of Miles and Miles would probably make it work. And that's fact. It's Bobby all over again, but this one is no Danielle. <laughs> this is not no... Ah, was Danielle... Actually, was Danielle worse? I think Danielle might have been worse. Except she actually liked Bobby. That's the difference. I think but Karen likes Miles. She just doesn't know it yet. I like this part where Miles is with... He's... I don't know if it was his friends or her friends or whatever. And he was talking about how Karen likes to cook. And, you know, he was saying, this is how bad it is. At one time at midnight, he told her she was hungry. And she goes, oh, are you hungry? Yes. She goes to the kitchen and she makes like fish and greens and stuff. And he was so excited. Oh, mom's is like a little kid sometimes. <laughs> he was so I, excited. If someone cooked for me at 1230 at night, I know I'm not cooking for anybody at 1230 at night. So I'm just like, wow. <laughs> This is where I'm like, Karen likes Miles. You don't cook at 12.35 at night for someone you don't like. No, but all at the same time, I don't know if it's a like or if it's part of... She's a very traditional person. She thinks that she should be cooking and whatever he asks for it, she should be doing that. So that point, because she made a comment to his sister where um, she likes her space and she was cooking and he she didn't want him anywhere around to come help or be in the kitchen at all. So either way, I thought it was nice. He was excited. Anytime Miles is happy, I'm happy. Since no one wants to ask... <laughs> If Miles is getting what he needs, if he gets any slice of happiness, I am down for that. Their game was truth or dare, where, and then most of this game, sorry, we forgot to mention, was um, it's mostly just the couples that are playing and their friends and family are the ones asking the questions. So one of the dares was the preview that we've been seeing, which we thought was like a nice moment. They asked them to give a kiss, but it was still a nice kiss. And I'm glad that they got to kiss before this. So this just felt like, okay, we've done this before. It's nice. And, you know, it wasn't PDA, but it was a dare PDA. I liked it. And I was happy with Karen and Miles this week. Me too. And then um, one of the dares was that she was going to sit on his lap for the whole game. Yes. And that was cute too. (laughs) Yes, it was. It was. I think Miles was just happy. He was like, yeah! (laughs) And if Miles is happy, we are happy. We are happy. So yeah. And we say the best for less. Christina and Henry fucking up our lives. <laughs> wow, guys, this was a lot. This, <laughs> oh man, oh man. 
But we'll dive in, guys. So, Christina and Henry are once again doing some mindless chore. The bright side is Christina is not complaining. <laughs> and <laughs> they're oh, getting ready for their friends coming to a party that they're hosting. And in the middle of talking about this party, Christina does legit stop and says, and sing. My eyes popped out of my head. <laughs> Wait, what? And the producer said, I feel like you're getting stressed out with this. And she goes, yeah, because it's long. And the producer said it'll be like 15 minutes. The producer's like, well, it's only been about 15 or 20 minutes. It hasn't been that. Henry is just twitching away. And have, have you noticed, A, that Henry is always drinking? Have you noticed he always has a wine glass in his <laughs> Um, Now that you pointed out to me, I'm like, yeah, that dude always is drinking. Always has a wine. As soon as he walks into the apartment, wine, please. But anyways, he's just there trying to make the best out of it. Christina is going back and forth with the producer, and Henry's like, "Oh." Then he just picks up. They go back to rolling. Henry's like, "So we're playing games," and she's just annoyed. She's like, "I'm annoyed at the games. I'm annoyed that I'm initiating." Can he just do something for once? What do we? She's just visibly irritated. And then Henry tells us that once again, impatience is a turnoff for me for him. And what we've been saying is basically he just doesn't like her. He just doesn't even want to be in her presence. But he signed up for this. And maybe he's earning money to move out of his studio. I don't know. But Harry is going through. <laughs> Christina on the gangs, a direct quote. We're not playing musical chairs. We're not four. <laughs> no. I cannot, when she did that end scene thing, if there's ever a moment where Christina is about to acknowledge the crew, I know she's about to look like trash. Yeah. Because they will put it in. In fact, I think they high-five each other every time she does that. Like, yes! <laughs> so, in their defense, uh, there's no way they could show how Henry feels about Christina without showing us this behind-the-scenes stuff. It is part yeah. of their storyline. But they're taking sides. But I'll, I'll, as we go further, I'll, I'll speak about this. But Christina is frustrated, and she just starts bringing up things that she did. Like, she paid for the groceries, and she set up the house, and Henry didn't pay... And then he says he did. And she goes, oh, my hearing must be bad. And Henry actually says, yes, that may be an issue. <laughs> At this point, guys, I'm snapping my fingers. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Henry, go. <laughs> like, you can tell he was uncomfortable. He wanted to stop, but he's like, I've had enough. I got to talk. And he was just, he was conflicted, but he was still saying it. And then he just lets her have it. He's like, I've been frustrated. This is far out of my zone. This is nothing I'll absolutely do, but I show up every day. And there's a whole, and she says, oh, and you're perfect. He goes, no, there's a whole lineage of things that are wrong with me, but you're trusting patient. I have never given them attitude. Guys, I'm not faking this. Henry said all of these things. <laughs> I've never given I come here every day and listen, I, I shouldn't be this happy at a couple fighting, but I was. I'm like, speak your truth, Henry. <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking as this was all unfolding, eh? <laughs> I am trying real hard to see from both sides. But my I mean, I don't even know what to think. Does Christina look bad? Yes. Yes. I'm not sure that I'm 100% Team Henry, though. No, I'm not either. And I'm surprised I see her point of view. Again, we know what the problem is. The problem is, like, he's stuck and doesn't know how to get out of it. He doesn't like her. He doesn't want to be around her. He doesn't want to see her because he just thinks she's a terrible human being. But he also is too nice to be like, fuck you, Christina, I'm out. And then, <laughs> where? at one point, she says, look, 
look at me in the eye. And he says, as Dr. Pepper, I have eye contact issues. I now, thought that was this, this, this argument was getting out of control. But I can tell you right now, Henry, bringing in Dr. Pepper is not helping your case. I think that was a bitchy move by Christina to mention why no eye contact. Because I don't know. But then again, if I say that she can't tell that Henry doesn't want her, how can she not tell that he's not exactly the best socially? So for her to say why no eye contact, I think that was that was not good at all. That part, I don't, I'm not on her side. Like, she's allowed to be angry. She's allowed to be frustrated if, you know, the crew's making her frustrated and Henry's giving her nothing. Because, guys, let's not forget that Henry is giving her nothing. She's doing her best. I don't think she's wrong in complaining that she brings up all the information, she brings up the topics, she drives the conversations, and she does all that. And I can understand her feeling frustrated that, you know, if indeed it is true, we don't know what is true, that she did the grocery shopping, she made the place nice, she's got food and all that stuff, and he's doing nothing. He's absolutely not contributing. She's valid in, you know, being upset. But to bring up, I feel like that went personal. I don't think there's any need, you know, to go personal on that. I mean, what if he said, that's why nobody buys you flowers? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I she had no need to go there. I think my thing is, everybody in life gets in these difficult situations. Like, during the course of life, things are difficult. This is currently happening to 10 people. It's happened to a whole host of people before. Yeah. Christina has such poor coping skills and we're seeing her poor coping skills play out there are other people who have been paired with people who they have no intention of staying with and just the way they handled it was completely different but i don't want to take away from the fact that there have been times where i honestly do feel christina was patient there's certain things he'll do and she'll be like oh no that's okay like oh this is this and oh that's fine or even that part when he said oh we're not woody and amani she's like oh don't compare we'll go at our pace so i don't want to take that away from her because i don't particularly like her i feel like she's had her her good times but She's just at her breaking point right now. And for someone who, remember her intro package, like Christina, by all accounts, remember um, I was calling her dark where I said, you know, there's some kind of esteem issues right there where she said no guy has ever treated her right and all that. But she comes up as this very confident person. I know what I want and all that stuff. So there's a, I don't know, there's a stark difference between what I expected her to be and you're right in that she doesn't have the coping skills and it's just all coming out wrong. So even when you have a valid point, it's just coming out the wrong way that it's hard to be on your side. Yeah. So I think that's where we are with them. But anyways, they're still arguing and he's like, he's trying to say I'm uncomfortable and I'm here. And he's just like, yeah, what are you doing? Like you can get out of it. He says, that's not what I'm trying to say. Things are as big as you make them. And I think that's just how they ended the fight. Like, they were just, I think there was a silence again. And then that was it. And <laughs> scene. <laughs> <laughs> so we come back to them after, you know, the couples had met and met up that we discussed earlier. And Christina is telling Henry what the other husband um, did. And she admits that in the course of having that conversation, she felt like she was being ridiculous and she was just, you know, being silly and they agreed to move on. But then they have another awkward moment where they're trying to get wine. And then she goes, he says, I'd rather have rosé. She goes, let's have red. Then at the same time, she goes, well, I feel a shift. I think you want rosé. Oh, <laughs> second oh secondhand embarrassment like that whole exchange was just like very weird but they had an argument and there were two sides to that argument yes 
she was the only one who apologized. Like, he didn't say anything. He didn't apologize for anything. He didn't take any kind of responsibility. She really looked like the better person in that, at least in the in the apology section. Yeah, at least for her to admit that she was being ridiculous. So, but yeah. But Henry, as we know, doesn't have many words unless there are other people with them. But it's time for their friends to come on in and aid. Can you tell me why Christina's friends are old? I'm so glad you raised this. <laughs> word on the streets and it's not just word on the streets i think she mentioned it christina doesn't have friends in fact some very enterprising more observant person noticed that i think olivia's mom was an extra in their wedding because there weren't enough people for her side <laughs> so when but this weird not- assortment of people showed up and we'll get to it but those aren't her friends like those are some random people that she knows that she could get them to come to this party but i, oh, I wouldn't but- call them her true blues her can give you some insight on who christina is or what christina wants no they couldn't get anyone that was in her age group they literally brought people that were like her grandparents <laughs> and they didn't say a word because they don't know her <laughs> oh my god so anyways christina's still in her delusional world saying she's hopeful their friends would get along but honestly the vibe you know how i was saying amelia and bennett's party i felt so happy karen and miles everyone's party even olivia and brett's party it was just fun theirs was a reincarnation of their relationship just <laughs> awkward all the people didn't want to be there. Harry's friend, Kristen, didn't want to be there. She was just there like, Ugh, can we get this over and done with? I wondered why Trishel wasn't there again, but maybe she's They're saving her for later. Oh, okay. That, um, I don't, that's my guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought it was... But um, yeah, so Christine says she's there just to quell her doubts. Like, you know, they play a game. What was their game again? Would you rather? Yeah. Did you notice how they were seating when they played that game? Far apart from each other? Not even far apart. So Christina was like behind Henry, almost like he was in the foreground and she was in the background. And if you compare that to the other couples who managed to sit next to each other for their games, it was just, it was just them. It was awkward. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm not even going to go over their questions because it was just not, but Henry was talking and Henry was animated. So this is the things that we flashes where we know that Henry is not always this awkward person, but Christine sits with um, Christina And they start talking about everything. And she tells him, like, yeah, that when she first met him, that he, what did she call him? A boring? Yes. A buzzkill. A buzzkill. Sorry, I just was trying to remember. That he was a buzzkill, but he was there. Oh, no, she said Henry's such a downer. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, Downer. Downer, buzzkill. That's what she said about her friend. Henry seems like (laughs) such a downer. She said buzzkill. Okay. Uh, she called him a buzzkill, but said he helped her through, you know, one of the hardest times of her life, her sister's death. And, you know, at the end of the day, it takes him a while and he's slow, even in friendships. But, you know, he's worth the wait. And Christina seemed touched by it. But I also think she's very hopeful because in her regular dating life, she can't make it. So I think she's just thinking, if I can't make it with the experts, what does that say about me? So I have to give him my all. Christina's friends are with Henry and they ask him, what was your first thought when she was walking down the aisle? I don't even remember what he said. Do you remember what he said? She was beautiful. She was tall. Yeah, Christina is still going on about um, showing affection to his friends and her friends are asking about sex and Henry's like, um, no, we haven't. And we're taking it slow. And his, the friend just went off on him. And is like, you're leading your life safe. But someone you just met. Do you think you that was rude? And the two older people didn't say anything, but the nope. Chris and the other one, I forget his name. 
Chris especially, he was just, he seemed very obnoxious and rude. Yeah. I think, I don't know, maybe they don't did like each other already. That they were there to support their friend, because I didn't. Everybody had just given up, because there's no way Christina is not texting and bitching, so they're just there to fulfill camera time, filming time, I don't know. But, yeah, that was about it for their party. There was no joy in their party. That's the best way I can put it. But, I don't know, Christina thought it went well, so, hey, maybe it did, and we missed Christina it. Christina always thinks it went well. Yep, she does. Tornado could come through, Christina be standing there being like, I think it went okay. <laughs> It, it just rearranged the little things, but it went fine. But um, yeah, we're back in this kitchen. I think the problem is Henry and Christina should not be in that kitchen because they tend to fight every time they're in the kitchen. But they're cooking dinner, and she seemed to be taking jabs to me. She was looking for something because I think they were making fish, and she was complaining, I don't have foil to bake, I don't have this. And then she's like, oh, I did grocery. So I don't remember where I put it. Oh, I did this. I'm like, girl, let it go. You can't drag getting grocery for how long so she asked him so do you have any fun childhood memories and this man says me and my brother were super close but then we used to argue about the dumbest stuff what? Christina said <laughs> Christina said um that's it that's that, that's what you choose to tell me but she she lets it go then she goes do you have any questions for me and you have to remember guys every time we say they're having a conversation Henry is like stuttering and being uncomfortable and going um and not looking at her so it's like you know it's just a weird situation and she's trying i have to give it to her she is trying and then he asked her what is the favorite thing your mother cooked for you growing up she said did she say that was hard and pass it's hard to take say i have to take a pass on that one i was like she's getting back at him And so they finally make their fish, which is so good. And they're eating dinner and there's just silence. Again, Christina's had it. And Christina turns to the producers and she's like, do you have a list of questions? Because I can't keep initiating. Hey, stop laughing at this woman's pain. <laughs> she's like, do you have any questions? Because I can't. I've been going through that. I'm just doing that. Like, guys, we saw the cameraman. We saw the cameraman. We've seen producers with Brandon, but we saw the cameraman and the producers, and I'm like, this is bad. Christina's like, you guys figure out your shit. I'm going to go pee. And then she goes up to pee. The producer just waves her hand like, I don't know. I'm supposed to just be silent right here. Can we eating his dinner? He's like, this is really good. Like, nothing just transpired. I'm like, that scene was gold. Like, everything. It's like having an earthquake and everyone is screaming. And Harry's just like, man, this is really good. He didn't give a fuck. Like, you know what? I don't care what you're going to do. So she comes back and she's like, honestly, you have to start helping me out because this is not enough. She's, and then she says all these things. That, then he goes, no, I asked questions. I asked you a question. You said you passed. And she goes, but it's surface questions. And he says, you know what? I think it's best I walk away. And he done it. And then he actually curses. Henry says, I don't fucking care. And I'm done. And he walks out into the hallway. That is how we end the episode, guys. <laughs> what was happening in your mind in this moment? <laughs> so, my favorite part was where Christina says, Whew. I'm not even sure I can say it. Um... <laughs> Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> Did you expect us to just have a conversation? And I was like, uh, yeah. Most people can have every other couple can do this. Some of these people don't love each other. 
in years past haven't liked each other. But yes, Christina, they can sustain a conversation. But this goes back to, and I, we've kind of touched on it. Is Christina reacting appropriately all the time? No. No. But Henry is giving her nothing. Nothing. And then he, like, it's a, it's getting to be where it's a little bit manipulative. Yeah. Where you, you know you can set somebody off. Yeah. And then they look like the crazy one. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, Henry seems like a nice enough guy. I don't think he's doing it on purpose. Nope. But after two weeks of this behavior, like, can't you see? She doesn't go off just for no reason. If Henry would sustain the conversations, ask the questions, fake like he's participating, then she would not do this. Yeah. And then you torture her some more, put her with the other couples. She sees other people progressing and you think she's going to come back and be like, wow. No. And yes, they're talking about their relationships, but I'm sure they're also talking about just the experience of production. And I bet you the other ones are like, yeah, you know, me and da da da, we just, we just talk until they leave us alone. (laughs) Because that's really what it is. You know, we give them the footage that they asked for and they leave us alone. I mean, all the ingredients just don't mesh up well for her. She's already an impatient person. She's already anxious for all of this wedding to work. She knows, maybe deep down, she knows that this is not going to work and is just screaming for help internally. And then you get someone that's just like giving you nothing. All of it together is enough to drive you crazy. And then they keep asking you the same questions over and over. It's it's a little unfair to her. I would give her that. Like, I don't like the girl, but you know, she's, she's, she's doing her best because I mean, she easily could have walked away, but that's, that's it. When she asked Henry, why are you still here? I'm asking, why are you still here? That's my question. So the title of the episode is you can just leave. That's the name (laughs) of the episode. (laughs) And I bet you it's because Henry could leave. Henry is the one who wants to leave. I don't think Christina is quite at the end of her rope yet. Yeah, that's true. So it is a good question, like, Henry, she just told you. She gave you your out. She verbalized the thing that you guys won't say out loud. Why are you still here? Either for his stipend or he's just too nice a guy to do that. So, yeah, those two are a disaster. I think what's going to, like, they left off on the cliffhanger of him storming out. He's going to come back and he better apologize this time. Yeah, more than likely, because we see the previews for next week and they're dancing, so. Ah, <sighs> so tame. Who has your bouquet for the week? Ah, <sighs> my bouquet goes to Karen and Mouse. <laughs> mine too go ahead i remembered something you said the one time where your bouquet went to karen's mom and i wanted to rip one i was like what but you said it was a turnaround it was growth and that's all we can ask for in this journey is even if you don't find your match in marriage you learn something about yourself and you grow this is the first time that i felt like karen was actually putting in effort and I have to realize that she is operating from a place of pain. And I really, really like that Miles is did the homework and actually took into consideration what Pastor Kyle said and came up with something and gave her a specific example. And I'm just glad that they were happy. He was happy, and I think she was happy. And I like their whole vibe. I agree with you. They grew, and that's why they were my bouquet, too. So my burnt ashes were Henry and Christina. And I feel like a lot of the, like, perception is that Christina's terrible or whatever. But they're they're in their own ways, I think, equally bad. And those two jokers, there was tacos and there was lo mein. These two jokers didn't serve an actual dinner to their guests, (laughs) I could see. And I can't deal with people who invite me to their house 
for their awkward party and can't even give me a meal. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Tane, who are your ashes for? Um, my ashes went to Brit. I cannot describe to you how much rage I felt when he was disparaging her to his friend. That is not cool. I don't care if it anything, but the fact that she's your wife and you couldn't even fake it for however minutes you had to shoot, that was not cool and I don't like it. Good burnt ashes. Well deserved. <laughs> so guys, that's it for our five couples, but we have some exciting news. Next week, we'll be guests on Reality TV and Me, um, a podcast with Kirsten Moore from Australia. Um, we'll, be dis- <laughs> we'll be discussing last week's and this week's episode of Married at First Sight NOLA. Um, Kirsten actually covers a bunch of shows, including Married at First Sight Australia. Uh, she does the US. She does a ton of cast interviews from some of our favorite shows like 90 Day Fiance. And she has some interviews coming up with members from Indian Matchmaking. So check out Kirsten Moore and Reality TV on Me wherever you listen to podcasts. Exciting. So we say this every week, but we mean it every week. We appreciate (laughs) and enjoy hearing from you. And we'd like to do some shout outs. Uh, Deleting Your Pod says, love these ladies. We love you too. I look forward (laughs) to this podcast every week. I love to hear their opinions of each episode. Super entertaining. Thank you. And I can't pronounce this, so I'll say it individually. K-D-I-J-L-C-L says, enjoyable. I love the lighthearted humor and the recaps from different perspectives. I also enjoy the additional content from Unfiltered and Couples Couch. Thank you. We appreciate it. And we love doing it for you. So that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at AltaCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. And we're also on Reddit with the same username. See you guys next week. Bye. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.